That was a funny face you made right there. You said put on some music and I uh, look like I'm surprising you. Big time. <laughs> what up, everybody? Source Podcast. <clears throat> Ooh, whoa, echo, whoa, whoa. Echo. What's going on there? Yo. Yes. Why was that echoing? What is that? <laughs> Dude, that's uh, Sly and the Family Stone, never, my man. Never would have guessed. I was uh, just hanging out with Sal Rodriguez, the drummer from War, the band War. Um, and we were just like, he was, we were just geeking out about music from the 70s. And he was playing this song through his like system and uh so i that's why i just started to play it <laughs> it's fresh you uh you guys were geeking out or you were geeking Both, out? oh dude <laughs> he's he's my dad's age man and he's like a kid you know that lights up when we start talking about music we were both geeking out nice he's you know in his 60s excited about all the like new gear and stuff like all the new like speakers and stuff we were just geeking out on gear and music and albums and and uh he was we literally we were doing like a little documentary like he was explaining uh the grand funk uh albums that changed his life in like junior high uh and he was just breaking it down it was it was really cool nice here you go these are uh grand funk uh, albums that came out uh, in uh, in the early '70s, I was a huge grand, huge, huge grand funk fan. These were like my Beatles. Mm. But this album right here is called On Time, and it was released. Like so he was like, "Dude, just record this." And I was like, "All right, I'm recording." And I'm like, "You know what? I should probably use this as like a, a I trust them interview." That's funny. You're hilarious with that. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So so believe it or not, this is our first episode in twenty. 23 nah yeah and we're already in february dude dude what's uh, up with that uh i was a little sick i think i'm over it you had this lingering cough that just will not go away well you had it first you oh, had I, I mean i had covid you had it back in november yeah i got it late december and i'm still not right dude that well my voice sounds a little sexier, so I'm good with that. There you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, I called you up and I said, "Hey, I I need this. This is this is my therapy session right now. So, yeah. so uh, I wanted to not only chop it up with you, but uh, I, I've been thinking. There's a lot of programs out there. You hear a lot of first time buyer." seminar right and that's important right especially right now yeah absolutely right now with high interest rates and you know and is the economy are we in a recession are we not you know what's what's going to happen should i buy shouldn't i buy i think those are all valid questions is it going to be 2008 2009 again Hmm. what are your thoughts on that uh the short answer is no Okay. It's not going to be 2008 again. Why? Uh, because we're it, the what caused 2008 was a very particular product uh, in the subprime mortgage industry, um, and so what happened was, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, I wasn't in. I was there, but I wasn't like you know, it, I wasn't affected by it. Well, Actually, I was talking to my dad about this. He saved our house because he was going through 
going through it back he, then. He got one of those one of those uh, loan programs. So 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 here it is because I was knee deep in it back yeah, then. Right. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I was I was actually selling mortgages and putting people in homes that had no business owning homes. Right? They yeah. had these eighty twenty loans. Right? It was a hundred percent financing. So you come to me and you say, uh, "Hey, claim I want to buy a house." Right? Yeah. Um, but I got nothing down. I got zero, zero pocket, right? Oof. So I said, okay, I got this loan program. It's two loans. One is 80% of your loan and the other is a second for 20%. Yeah. Right. So you come in with zero down. Uh, the only catch is that these loans are only fixed for either two or three years. Mm. After that, they become adjustable. <laughs> Well, hold on. It sounds pretty ridiculous and far-fetched now. But back then, I'm talking about 2004, 5, 6, and 7, mm -hmm. the home values were skyrocketing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Builders were super happy. They were building homes all over the place, right? And they were flying off the shelves like hotcakes, right? Right. But what ended, what ended up happening is that when you get into these two- or three-year fixed term loans a year into it you would just refinance into a 30-year fix mm. there was so much equity right that you didn't need to have that standalone second anymore right because the whole point of was yeah go ahead was avoiding the private mortgage insurance which PMI. yes so for uh for you guys that are like what are you talking about right uh that's most people don't know what this is but it's Whenever you buy a house with less than 20% down, the bank is taking a risk. Mm. So the bank is saying, okay, you're a bit risky, and that's what subprime means, right? Prime means best, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're, you're a prime mm -hmm. candidate. Subprime, you're not quite yeah, there. Not yeah. yeah, you're a sub, <laughs> substitute teacher. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a backup. Uh, Third string quarterback. Damn, Brock, big Brock. Uh, <laughs> But um, but anyhow, when when all this happens, we uh, <coughs> there it is. There it goes. Yeah, there it is. The cough attack. It comes and goes. <coughs> mm. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. When when all this happens, right? When you put less than twenty percent down, the bank is gonna issue PMI. Yes, private mortgage. Extra, extra insurance, right? And depending on your FICO score, depending on your credit score, right? It's either going to be, uh, it's a, a factor of a percentage, right? Right. So it's it's either going to be a couple hundred bucks or it's going to be five, six hundred yeah. bucks, right? Depending on obviously how much you buy for, the price, and uh, and again, that, that, credit. that FICO score. So um, this is extra insurance. And a penalty for not putting 20% down. So these banks got a little creative and they said, well, mm. we're going to do loans. We're going to do an 80 and we're going to do a 20 and avoid that private mortgage insurance. Sounds good, right? Mm. But it's only going to be fixed for two or three years. And then after a year, you would refinance, right? So people like me were loving it, right? Because right. I get you in the house. And then six months later, a year later, depending on how fast... Your equity. equity built up, right? I'd refinance you again, and I'm making more money again, right? Right. Everything was fine and dandy. Everything was smooth sailing. 
until March of 2007. That's when the bank gurus said, wait a minute, something is off, right? Because not only was it these 80-20 loans, but they were also doing um, stated income. Mm -hmm. What does stated income mean to you? means uh, my income is whatever I tell you it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for disaster, right? <laughs> hey, man, I want this house. I make 180000 a year. Oh, do you? Let yeah. me see your tax returns. Oh, no, no, wait no, a minute. No, I don't have that, but I have, you know, I can give you a piece of paper that says I make $188,000. i am going to state, right? Yeah. Now, stated income. I'm going to state that, and I'm going to sign off a, a paper penalty or perjury, right? If I... If I'm if I'm lying, may may you strike me down. <laughs> so what ended up happening that there was a lot of unscrupulous people out there, and you could I mean you could blame it on the person applying for the loan, right? Mm-hmm. Stating how much income they had. You could uh, put the blame on the loan officer that was taking these loan applications, knowing that working at McDonald's does not pay you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Right. Right. Uh, or you could put the blame on this. Is, I choose to put the blame on the lending institutions that mm-hmm. created these programs with these leaks, with these right. gaps. Right. So a lot of these banks said, hey, wait a minute. These loans are not profitable anymore because unless we're in a booming market mm-hmm. where the equity is building and now they seem to be stabilizing. Mm. Right. Now we're going to get all these loans that are, are going to come to, right, mm-hmm. after two-year fix or three-year fix. They're going to come to, and now they're going to adjust for going from a 5% interest rate, which is right about average. Mm-hmm. You, you stretch out over the last 40 years, and about average is 5%. They were jumping up to 8 9%, mm. right? Yeah. So then somebody's mortgage payment went from 3000 to 5200 yeah now just like that just like that mm-hmm. right so not only can you not afford it but now all over the news you're hearing that these banks are going bankrupt right countrywide mm-hmm. uh you goldman know, sachs gold yeah all these lending institutions that have been around for years and some hundreds of years. yes yeah. yes uh Go and, bear stearns one of them or maybe bear, yeah yeah and, 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 and then you hear that your neighbor, right, is underwater. What mm. does underwater mean? That means that they, uh, their house is not, they owe more than what the house is worth, right? Right. Conceptually, right? That's, yeah. what, that, that's what the news was feeding you, right? Yeah. Well, I owe 500000 now my house is worth four hundred. Says who? Right, right, right. Says who, exactly. Right. Uh, unless you're trying to sell, right, yeah. then, then yes. But what a lot of people did, including myself- was you you hit the panic button mm. and you eject and Too I soon I had four properties mm. and that was my source of income was mortgage lending. So when your income goes to zero and your overhead is thirty thousand dollars plus, mm. right? You start bleeding away money. Of course. Uh so I decided to hit the eject button. Right, and I walked away. Yeah, uh, I was able to sell one of them. Uh, uh, the other three uh, eventually got foreclosed on. If I would have known what I know now, that a lot of people 
ended up staying in their property, mm -hmm. right, for even years <laughs> without making a mortgage payment, payment <laughs> and did loan modifications and all this other stuff to stay in the property, you know, it, you know, it, it, it would have been a different story. But at the time, again, people didn't really know what was going on. You're watching the news, right. financial collapse. Right. What are we going to do? Right. And boom, that's why we were in something that had never happened in the history of the United States. Right. 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 2008, 9, 10. Uh, and then it started turning around in 2010. And then those loans went away. Oh, yeah. Like there's there's laws passed because of that. The Dodd-Frank Act. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude, how do you how do you remember that? I remembered all this from my exam, but I, I couldn't even tell you what the act was. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. Uh so it so it's now doing fair lending. Right. Right. And verifying and doing the stuff that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, you're lending somebody a million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars. You better do your due diligence. Because the only yeah. thing that matters is how how and can you pay, pay me? Pay it back. Yes. That's it. You mentioned something is like when that balloon, when that payment jumped from like three grand to fifty two hundred, and they said they couldn't afford it. Something I thought I'm like they couldn't afford it anyway. Like, you know, getting into the house from the jump without putting any money down, right? Like if you, because that that's like your uh, I don't know what's what's the word like, kind of like your insurance in a way, like or your like here's my like I've proven that I can save some money. You know, I'm gonna put this money down. You know, and it kind of creates like this, uh, like good faith kind of thing. Like, I'm good for it. So that's one aspect, yeah. right? Is saving, right, and being able to come up with a down payment, a good down payment, right? Yeah. Um, and you could still buy a property with less than twenty percent down. Absolutely, right. What are some of the some of the percentages now that you've been immersed <laughs> over the last six months? You, in go, this real you, can, you can get in the game at 5%. Okay, so 5%, is that a government back loan or is that a conventional loan? That's or? usually a government back loan, okay. right? Um, it doesn't have to be. I believe it could be conventional with 5 Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some lending institutions that can go conventional 5% down. They could even go conventional 3% down. Mm. Uh uh, but for the most part, it's the government back loans, the FHA loans that are three and a half percent down or five percent down. Mm. Um, you can even do 10 percent down. Right. Just depending on your scenario. The reason why people get these government back loans, again, it's uh, largely due because I don't have the 20 percent down. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I want to put less down. Doesn't matter <laughs> if your credit <laughs> is optimal or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can get in with a, a lower FICO on an FHA loan. Get in with the lower FICO with less down, but what happens is you're a lot more risky, mm. right? So you're going to get hit with that private mortgage insurance that we talked about earlier. That's always been the, that's always the formula. Like if you're <laughs> risky, you pay more. You know, like your interest, like if you think about your credit card, like credit cards, like you, you know, they give you the highest interest rate 
the lower your your FICO is. It sounds wrong though. It sounds right? wrong. It Shouldn't does. it be the other way around? Yeah. If I'm struggling to do like, something, help me out. Give me, give me a better deal. Give me a better deal. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, we we, we went into a, a rabbit hole because we initially came in gun blazing, ta- wanting to discuss a first time seller, mm. right? So I think we. Well, what what prompted this? You asked was, are we headed? For, you know, is it going to be two thousand eight again? Right. And, and I said the short answer is no. Right. And then we went on this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's important to give absolutely. A, that was get, great context because it's education, and a lot of people forget of where we we came from and what happened and what created those those problems and why it's not happening like that again. We're, I think we're I think we are in a recession, um, but it's not. Because of it's not a housing, it's not a housing crisis. crisis yeah, yeah it, back then was a housing crisis, and it was nationwide. So this is uh, this is different. Right now, it's inflation. A lot of different factors, right? A lot of different factors, uh, and. I definitely don't consider myself an economist or an expert in. Not at all, dude. We're just <laughs> dude from Pacoima and a dude from you know Silmar over here. <laughs> uh, but I am an expert uh, in this whole real estate business, and that's what I want to talk to you guys about, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we we get again. Uh, I'm gonna repeat myself, but you always hear about the first time buyer programs, right? What about the first time seller? You know, how come yeah. they don't get any love? Yeah, yeah. We like to say first-time buyers turn into first-time sellers, right? Eventually, right? And so that's a new process too for a lot of people. They have no idea. Like, what do I do? So, What's the first thing we do? So I, I want you to educate us a little bit because you're going through uh, this process right now, and without getting into specifics, yeah, yeah. about uh, about uh, clients right now, uh, but. What would you say if if I'm a first time seller and I'm saying, hey, Josh, uh, you know what? I I got married. I have uh, I have this property that I lived in, but now I'm going to move in with my spouse. Uh, She's got a nicer house, a bigger house. And 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 I want to get rid of this one. What's what's that conversation looking like? Well, uh, the first thing is you you get in contact with uh, an agent, right? a rock star agent like myself, like you, there you like go. anybody from our team. And um, we sit down together, you know, usually at your home or it could be at an office or a coffee shop, whatever. And we we do um, like consultation. It's a, a like a seller's consultation or, uh, you know, like what are the steps? What do I do? And we come and we break down the process. We go through the entire process with you and kind of paint the big picture of what's going to happen you know, we get we gather information that's really important. We want to know, hey, why do you want to sell this home? What do you love most about this home? Like, why did you buy this home, right? Because if we're gonna sell it, I want to know the things that you love about the house so I can communicate that to potential buyers. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm interested. Okay, I'm. I I reached out to a rock star agent, uh, Josh, and uh, we sat down, had a cup of coffee. You found out why it is that I want to sell, uh, and what my motivation is right now. What's, what's the game plan before we actually go on the market? How, how, how are you 
any different than Sally Joe down the street at ABC Realty. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing because back in the day, old school is like, okay, we put a sign in the yard and we pray that somebody comes and, and sees your sign, right? That's the old school method. And a lot of people, you'd be surprised, a lot of people still rely just on that. Well, <laughs> newsflash, newsflash. The average realtor in the state of California, you want to know how old they are? <laughs> They're old, I bet. Yeah, 58 years old. Yeah. Right? So to say they're probably going to be using old school methods and old school techniques is an understatement. That's interesting because I was talking to some realtors the other day about this. And a lot of people, you would think they want to go with an older, more established, more experienced realtor. But the consensus seems to be like, no, they're they're out of touch. They want to go with a younger, the younger generation, the agent who's like out there going to market their property on social media, you know, it's like, and then it's, it's so funny. You kind of have this thing in the real estate world where these older, I guess the old heads like kind of crap on the younger people. Like, like all you guys are doing is doing reels, (laughs) you know? And it's like, all you're doing is pointing at the air and your little videos. And like, that's somehow equates to, you know, like you're, you're, you're in touch or you know what's going on. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting dynamic in the, in the, uh, real estate world right now. I'm, I've always been a big fan of uh, people buy from people that they like, yeah. that they trust. Yeah. And a lot of times that are like them or like-minded mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so yeah, there's definitely going to be people that are going to go with the older more experienced uh, realtor. There's going to be people that are going to go with the younger. Yeah, there's there's this meme. I posted it a couple of times where it just shows a guy's pants and his shoes and his dress pants are like way oversized, like the old school. And, you know, they're kind of cuffed and those old school, like kind of loafers. And it says, if your realtor's pants look like this, your house is not going to sell. It, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. But you mentioned like, okay, what, what, like what sets us apart? Right. I think our biggest thing that we do as a, as our agency, um, our firm, um, we do pre-marketing. Like, what does that even mean? Like, we we market the heck out of it before anybody else can see it. How though? What is it? What what, what does it market even mean? So we so one of the things that we do that uh, because this industry is governed by like state of California, like, there's so many rules. I didn't I didn't know this until I. I learned this in the fellowship. Like, even if I'm like, uh, whatever the brokerage is, right. I'm just going to say like Remax, Remax, whatever. Um, you, if you have a listing that's going to be coming soon, you can't technically tell another brokerage about it. It's like illegal, um, like a pocket listing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, because our brokerage owns all of our offices we can share this information that, hey, we have this listing coming soon. Send it to all of your people, right? So what we do is we we get a property that's coming soon and it goes out to everyone in our offices, over 300 agents. And some of these agents have thousands of people in their database yeah. who are might be interested or maybe you know investors or buyers, sellers. There's just so many different things. So before it even hits the market, it's already been seen by people who um, could possibly get the deal done before it ever goes live. How 
how are they seeing these properties? Are they are 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 you taking your iPhone and taking a quick snapshot and saying, "Hey, here here's here's the newest property." Oh no! Well, I mean, we have an internal system. Mm -hmm. It's a proprietary system that we get uh, information and access to these properties. But no, I mean, the way we do it is we every one of our listings has professional photography done, right? And that's huge. That is, I mean, I've heard about this where you get people coming in there with like their uh, here we go this this you know this sixty five year old realtor who's taking pictures of a property with his flip phone. The pictures look terrible. I, I've ne I, I, I wouldn't believe it if I until I saw it. That there is still today, I mean, just some crappy pictures out there. And and a year ago, a year and a half ago, <laughs> you could get away with it. You could. <laughs> well, yeah, because they were just flying. Why? Properties were flying. Because of the low interest the rates. Low right? interest rates, yeah. yeah. Super low you know, when you're rate is two percent two and a half percent right you don't care what the house looks like you just want to get that rate locked in for 30 years right uh what what we started seeing is that now the the realtors that were taking pictures with their flip phones or or or, or uh or just putting or a sign out right or just putting a sign out those are the homes that are not being marketed property no Right. So so what we've always done is, like you said, we have in-house photography and videography and professionals. We, They're not like just, oh, I have a camera. No, right. Like is, these, these are legit. This is what they do for a living. You got to have an eye. Absolutely. Right. You got to You got to be able to get the right angle with the right lens, with the proper lighting uh, so that. The analogy, uh, analogy that I like to uh, uh, say to a, a seller is you're not going to go to a wedding with shorts and flip unless it's on a beach somewhere. right? <laughs> yeah. But no, you're going to get your hair done. You're going to get a nice new dress. Mm -hmm. Right. You're going to get your nails done. Right. Makeup's yeah. going to be on point. Gentlemen, you're going to have a tux. Right. Right. You want to be on point. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Same thing with your property. We want to, we want to dress it up, right? A lot of the times we'll put in furniture, yeah, right? If it's staging. A, if it's a vacant property, um, if if it's occupied, we'll have a clean crew come out, declutter, declutter. Uh, sh shout out to Eloisa. She's here right now. Yeah, <laughs> she she changed her her company name though. Yeah, uh, it's Diamond. Uh, yeah, Diamond Cleaning Pros, something like that. Diamond Cleaning Pros for all you realtors that are listening. Make sure you hire her to get your house. She's prepped. on my she's on my website on my trust them page. Okay, yeah. uh, what's your what what's your website? Uh, Josh Trujillo. Uh, homes.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we get your house ready <laughs> even before pictures come out yeah. and video come out. Yeah. 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 Okay. The prep. Once we shoot your home, now what? Um, so once we shoot it, um, then we, uh, like I said, all that stuff happens in the background. Um, then we, we officially list it, right? We actually list it for sale. Um, but even before then, there's already a buzz that's already been created. Uh, oftentimes, um, first day our properties hit the market, like on Zillow, Redfin, like they're already shooting up to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of views and thousands of views and hundreds of saves, right? 
So it creates a, a buzz and it kind of works, uh, kind of like gets the algorithm to push our properties up to the top. That's that's huge, man. I I, I can't I I've seen it. I've seen it done with my own listing. Like, man, that thing just shot up. And the Zestimate often changes, right? Sometimes it's a lot lower. And because it's getting so much eyes on it and traffic, the Zestimate changes. Right. So so we have uh, our brokerage, John Hart, has a strategic partnership with both Zillow and Redfin. And here's here's a little secret to uh, to the realtors out there, because we want everybody to elevate their game. We don't want to see these houses with uh, with iPhone pictures on there anymore. Right. Um, so if. You pony up a little bit more money mm-hmm. to do a 3D tour. Yeah. Your listing is going to go top of the feed yeah. every time. And it's going to get more eyeballs. That's right. Right. It's going to get more people <laughs> to click on it. Uh, <clears throat> and what you were talking about, Josh, is you're kind of tricking the algorithm. Yeah. Especially with 3D tours because you're spending more time on the website looking at the property. Okay. So, so, that, so that pushes it to the top. And, and something else that, that we do is we put all our properties coming soon, right? That's how we're able to mm-hmm. uh, be able to send them out to our database Right, uh, is we have them as coming soon on the multiple listing service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really anybody that's doing their due diligence. Should it, be doing that. Right. Yeah. And they should be looking at what's coming soon. Yeah. Right. And showing your clients, showing your buyers. <laughs> so anyhow, we we dressed it up. Um, you know, sometimes we'll get contractors, professional people to come out and, uh, and paint a wall or, or put some flooring in or, or update some cabinets or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. Right. We'll recommend the professional. And obviously that's the choice of our, of our seller. Uh, all right. So house is all dressed up, photographed, shot, video, 3d, uh, coming soon. Boom. Signs out on the market. Now, what do we do different? Oh, man, we do strategic showings. Um, oftentimes, we do like a big bang, you know, like a, a we call them twilight open houses. Yep. Those are those are amazing, man. I've been to quite a few of those. Those are like mini parties, man. I don't know how else to say it. It's just a, a, a we invite a ton of real estate professionals from even outside of our brokerage, of course. Like we want everyone to see it. We want to sell the house. That is the goal. So- we invite everybody to come out, uh, real estate professionals, mortgage lending people, you know, everyone. And You got to wine and dine them a little bit, right? Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, we have food. We have uh, drinks, you know, we have, and it's all free. Sometimes right? we'll raffle out some crazy. Raffle some cool prizes. And I've seen some where they have this amazing DJ come and he's just like spinning tunes in the back. <clears throat> DJ True. DJ uh, True on the ones and twos. <laughs> Every time you call me, I still pick it. What's up, DJ True? DJ True. True. <laughs> um, I gave you that name, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I actually ran with it. That's yeah. that's actually the name that I kind of threw out there. Love it. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a great vibe, and that's usually like on a Thursday, a Thursday evening. Uh, why I, Thursday? Why not? Why not a Why not a Monday? Why not a Friday? Why not a Saturday? Again, man, it's one of those things that we just know, like the how it works, the the algorithms, the 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 way that the the systems push it out. Realtors, realtors are kind of divas, right? They're, they're, they like to do their own thing on the weekends, and yeah. and Thursday seems to be the night where we get the best results to get to get top quality uh, real estate agents to come out and preview your property so that they can go back to their buyers and say, "Hey, wait a minute, hey, I, I, I just seen this one the other night. It's great. 
you know, well, I'll be able to get you in there before anybody else. Come check it out. Why are relationships with other brokers, other realtors so important in your business? Oh, man, that's everything. That, that it, it is everything um, for a number of reasons. You know, I would almost say, and, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but it's almost more important than your relationship with your seller or buyer um, in a way. Um, obviously, your relationship with your seller and buyer is, is supremely important. But going forward as a real estate professional, you got to have good working relationships with other agents because we're going to continue to see them down the line. We're going to continue to have deals uh, come across the line with their name on it. And you're like, oh, man, there's Clemente. I've worked with him before. He's amazing. He's on it. You know, we get the job done. Like I, I, I would be more inclined to, you know, tell my uh, seller or uh you know, like, hey, I trust. This I realtor. trust this realtor. He's great. He, I've worked with him before. We're gonna have a smooth transaction. They have a great team. Mm-hmm. They have an army behind them. Yeah, right. And yeah. they they get it done. So, I think that's. I think you hit the nail on the head because a lot of the times, other realtors look at each other as competition. Yeah. No, not at right? all. They're the only competition is the mirror, guys. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Everyone else should be an ally, right? It should be a friend. It's a lot easier. I mean, you've you've dealt with this before already, but buying and selling a property can be super stressful. Would oh you agree? God. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's why I, I tell all my clients right from the get-go, from the initial consultation is ha- buying a house is right there, right there with getting married and having mm. a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 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 some of the most stressful things that, that you and some people do everything at the same time. Believe it or not. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're having a baby. We're buying a house. We're getting married. Getting, you got to be a special kind of animal to do that. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. Uh, but anyhow, so when we when we we finally <coughs> get all the realtors. <laughs> oh, here we go again. There's we, a flare up. We get all these realtors together in, in in one room, and we're and we're creating relationships not only f- to market and to sell that property, but like you mentioned, to do future business, mm-hmm. right, with other clients. That's why we're 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 rubbing elbows and whining and dying, uh, and we really value. It doesn't matter if you're a part of another brokerage. Hey, if, if you're a top agent, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that not only. Do you know who I am? But I I really want to get to know who you are and how you operate and how you do business, right? So having that genuineness of not just putting a name to a face, but actually taking the time to get to know somebody is going to make our job and the entire transaction of buying and selling property a lot smoother. Mm, That's it. That's it. Uh, One of my, uh, who was it? Somebody said this and it, and it stuck with me uh communication solves all problems that's it man i mean in 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 all areas of life and lack of communication can be detrimental to a relationship that's it uh, in all areas of life in all areas of life <laughs> right so uh and again there's something to there's something to uh giving grace right because people are human and we're Mm -hmm. gonna make mistakes and and we're gonna um maybe have an oversight right Mm -hmm. maybe uh something that i think 
is automatic common knowledge might not be common knowledge for that first time seller yeah right so uh, again these are some of the pitfalls that we need to avoid yeah uh going uh going further uh <laughs> with any tra- transaction that we do <laughs> in the future is just treating the person in front of you right with the utmost care and respect uh, but also treating them like they've never done this before, right? Yeah, it's almost like you have to, in not a, not in a disrespect respectful way of like almost breaking it down to like a child, right? I, I was gonna say dumb it down, but yeah, <laughs> yours was a lot nicer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I would never say dumb it down, but you have to uh, make it understandable so it almost like a child could understand. Like right. this is the a five year old. Explain it to me like I'm a five year old. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know, and I think it's it's super important to document every conversation, right? That's why you see a lot of professionals only work with email mm. or text, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm a big fan of however you like to communicate, that's how I'm going to communicate with you, right? If you like to text, if you like to email, if you like a phone call, if you like to have these conversations in person, that's my favorite, by the way. Right. right. In person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Face-to-face. Face-to-face, right? Uh, but again, going forward, we have, uh, uh, your house now it's for sale. Now we've done all the pre-marketing. Now we did the big event. Now we, uh, we opened up the floodgates so that Zillow and Redfin and realtor.com and all these other websites are, are constantly seeing your home, right? Yeah. Then that first weekend is huge. That first weekend of open house is strategic showings. We have a window for you to come and see this, and it's blasted all over, you know, all over the place. Should I put your your listing on the market on a Friday night and, um, and do an open house on Saturday? No, no, no. It's too late. Right. It's too late. When should I put your house active on the market? Uh, typically Wednesday. Right. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. Just gives it a little bit of time. Especially for that first open house, which you said is crucial, right? right. We want right. to drive all of the people that have been watching it for the previous two weeks on coming soon, mm-hmm. right? We want to drive them all to that one open house. Open house, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, preferably. Yeah, uh, yeah, Saturday's pre- preferred. Sunday, even Friday. You know, you remember when when you were younger? I know, uh, I know, you and your lovely wife got got married young, but. Uh, did you ever go to the nightclubs, right? Stock Exchange here in downtown LA. Um, no, believe it or not, <laughs> we never really. I didn't think so. I didn't. Yeah. That, that, that's why I asked. But yeah. what they would do, right? When I was a, like a teenager, I went to like the Dome and like what was like, circus uh, or something. Yeah, like a Florentine, Florentine Gardens. Gardens. That was the one. That was the one that Power One Hundred Six used to yeah, used yeah, to, yeah. Used to hammer. I, I went to that a few times. But anyways, what these nightclubs would do. Is they wouldn't let anybody in mm. till about nine, nine yeah, you know, 10 or, o'clock, or yeah. ten o'clock, whatever. So you drive by and there'd be a, a line. line around the <laughs> corner, right? Bunch of girls freezing out yeah, there. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that place must be cracking. Yeah, right. It must it. be popping. That's the trick. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we're funneling everybody so that they can come to that big event on Saturday, eleven a.m. 1 p.m., whatever time you, 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 you want to do it, mm-hmm. depending on what season we're in, right? Uh, and there's a line out the door, 
and there's a buzz mm -hmm. on this property. What's that going to create? Urgency. Urgency. That's it. Competition. Yeah. Right. People are going to want to fight over this property if they see other people are like there, interested in it. Yes. Okay. We, we went to go see a house the other day on a random during the week. It just hit the market, and there was it was a lot of traffic, and that house is already pending. That was a beautiful house. Yeah. 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 I loved uh, walking in to the property and seeing uh, the realtor. Yeah. And I said, yeah. hey, yeah. you know this realtor. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and we end up having great conversations. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now that we've created this huge event, right? We've knocked on neighbors' doors to invite them to the open house. That, right? that's, a, that's a very underrated thing that we do is, uh, hey- um, I know, you know, your neighbor here just listed his house for sale. I just want you to come check it out. Come, come, come give it a look. We create events on social media. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. We, uh, Facebook, another here, a little inside scoop for, for the realtors out there. Right. With, with Facebook, I think you, you could do, <coughs> I think you could do it with Instagram as well. Yeah. Create events, create events, but you, <coughs> you also target. Mm -hmm. a specific area so that the people that live yeah. within a three mile radius of there are it's constantly going on their feed yeah 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 that that's a um that's always a great a great tool and strategy um i think a lot of people though are are, are getting uh are getting uh bypassed through that i think that's that's shifting what i'm saying a lot of people though are responding to that good old fashioned, "Hey, how you doing, Josh? Here, I have I just listed a house for sale on your block. I'm hoping to raise property values in your neighborhood. Come, come take a look when you get a chance. Love it. You know, that's that's what's being responded to. I think a little bit more. And I think you you touched on having these um having these big events for for realtors. I like to knock on doors and invite the neighbors as well and say, yeah. hey. You want to get a sneak peek at this property before yeah. anybody else does, right? Right? Come, yeah. Come maybe, check it out. maybe maybe your uh, uh, your favorite brother in law has been, you know, he he said he loves your block. There's a perfect chance for him to move in close to you, or whatever. Your best friend, or you know, uh, somebody they might know somebody. It, it usually happens that way. Yeah. Right. It usually yeah. happens. Oh, my best friend is looking for a house. I'd love for her to be my neighbor. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you, you get that part of it. But what else are you doing, right, to create this buzz around this property for this first time seller? Is I mean, we're we're going above and beyond right now. We're 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 sharing all our secrets right now <laughs> of how we market a property. Uh so okay. Now we got a bunch of people. We got a bunch of offers. Mm. What do we do? Mm. We got a stack of offers to present our seller, right? I mean, that we've done it. I mean, we 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 create did all that work, and we're seeing okay. Here here we go. This is where this is where it gets fun. It's it's absolutely fun. What I like to do, and uh, and I know Josh, we've been we've been uh, learning this together, is. I like to pre-screen all the people. It doesn't matter what they offer. If they offer a hundred thousand over asking price, if they're not going to qualify for the loan. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we make sure that we take a look at not only their credit score, 
their down payment. But we also have our preferred lender cross qualify mm-hmm. their uh, uh, the potential buyer to make sure that what they're putting in writing is going to be doable. Yeah. It's going to be possible. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's again, going that extra mile. It's not right. just taking the highest and best offer. Yeah. We want to find the perfect buyer. Right? Quality. Yeah, absolutely. The last thing that you want, Mr. Seller, is for us to accept an offer and they can't perform because they got a bad realtor because you hired the wrong realtor that did not cross qualify mm. this client. Mm. Right. And now we have to put your listing, your home back on the market. Mm. Yuck. <laughs> right. Now, Ouch. now your fresh new house, right, that we market it so well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now it's going back on the market and people are seeing that the house has been on the market now for 30 days, for yeah. 40 days, for for, for yeah, 60 yeah, days, yeah. right? And they think something's wrong with the house or something. And yeah. Right. Yeah. So who you hire is definitely, definitely important. Right. Now we've pre-screened. Uh, we made sure that we chose quality over quantity. We go and do our offer presentation again, face to face. Yeah. Very important. Very important. We're a little old school where we'll still print all the offers. If there's a cover letter, great. Uh, if there's a video, we'll show it to the seller. If that's their preference, some sellers say, I don't want any of the mushy stuff. No letters, no videos. <laughs> Give me the hard numbers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we choose quality over quantity. We open escrow. Uh, do you have a preferred vendor that you recommend for escrow? Yeah, uh, you can check them out on my uh, I Trust Them page. I have uh, uh, Big Sean at One Key. What's that website again? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> joshtrujillohomes.com. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. So what, it, what es- is escrow? Escrow, escrow is, man, it's a... Uh, trying to think of a cool analogy it's like it's like the 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 nucleus to the entire transaction it's kind of like they they are a third party that it's not it's not kind of they are a third party that uh make sure that everyone is on the same page and fulfills their end of the agreement escrow is the bread of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich Mm, there you go (laughs) couldn't have said it any better now i want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich wait wait wait. love me some pb and j smooth peanut butter or chunky either or i'm good Uh, prefer chunky i prefer only chunky dude i cannot do the smooth yeah i I think i prefer chunky but either way toasted or not toasted not toasted ah i see i go toasted nah no, no, no. I go toast it wheat or white? White. No. Every a peanut butter and jelly has to be white, man. That's what makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I like to taste a little grain on the bread. No. Toasty. I, I like to hear that crunch when okay. you take a bite of it. I do. You know what I do? Uh, similar, I just If we're talking wheat, I do like a wheat. Um, uh, we use Dave's bread, though. Dave, Dave's, Dave's bread. But it has killer. all the seeds and killer, all that. Killer, killer. But I do like some peanut butter with some honey. Okay. Yeah. If I'm going wheat. Have, have you ever done Elvis Presley style? Peanut butter bananas. Oh, yeah. 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 Bomb. Fire. Do you know what I'm having right after this, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
All right, all right. Back to our seller. So uh, now our seller's got this great Escrow, offer. peanut butter, and jelly. That's what escrow was, the bread to the peanut butter and jelly. Yes. You wanted a great analogy. I <laughs> gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we open up escrow, right? Fill out a bunch of paperwork. Mm. There's going to be a bunch of paperwork. I always recommend... To go to the professional. Sometimes we like to do it ourselves, right? Now they have DocuSign and you can do it from your phone. Yes. But if it's your first time, I say go to the escrow office, Mm -hmm. right? Have the escrow officer or their assistant walk you through the documents and sign it at your, take your time, read everything that's supposed to be on there uh, so you feel comfortable, you make sure that you have a breakdown of the seller's net sheet, right? Mm. That's something that your realtor should provide, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to come with all the hard cost of of selling your home. Yeah, closing costs, all the th- all those things. Yeah, and there's also some costs, some prepaid uh, taxes, right? Mm-hmm. That that need to be taken care of. Any outstanding loans you may have on the liens, liens, yeah. Okay, so okay. So now we're in escrow, right? Now your buyer has three ways out mm. of that <laughs> contract. Do you have any outs as a seller? Oh man, no. I don't I don't believe so. I mean, you you're you're coming <laughs> to the table, you're coming, you're saying, "Hey, uh Mr. Market, you know, Mr. Market is literally the world. Uh, I'm want to sell this house. (laughs) And once you enter into contract, you're in the contract. Yeah. As long as your buyer doesn't break the contract or amend the contract. Right. And what are some ways that a buyer can break or amend the contract? Right. They could uh, ask for repairs. They could say, Hey, I want $70,000 in repairs. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what happened to me. Mm. Uh, And I said, no, (laughs) I'm not going to give you 70,000. Right. We can make a deal. Yeah. Or I can put the house back on the market. So yeah. that's a way that you yeah. can that you can as a seller back out of a transaction. Mm. Right? Uh now inspection goes good. By the way, for the buyer side, we always recommend that you get a licensed inspector mm-hmm. to come out and they do a general inspection, right? But I also recommend that if we if we know that the roof looks kind of shot, bring in a roofer. Bring a roofer, yeah. If we see some stains up in the ceiling, yeah. bring in a professional plumber. Yeah. Right? If it's a two-story house. I, right. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, so anyway, that, that, that from a buyer and from a seller, it just protects all parties involved including mm-hmm. the realtors mm-hmm. right you want to have that inspection i know over the last couple of years a lot of people were waving the inspections wow just because they wanted the house so bad right yeah right um come big no no come to find out oops <laughs> big no no big no no right yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't want to buy a lemon yeah you don't want to buy something that's gonna fall apart it's gonna be a money pit right So, okay, that's one way that the deal can be dissolved, right? What's the second way? Um, The appraisal. Appraisal. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to, yeah. So, 
Um, appraisal contingency. If you're going to get a loan, right? Some t- some people, they do cash offers, right? So, mm. so appraisal wouldn't. So the okay. bank, the bank is the one that's going to send their independent appraiser. They're not looking out for the buyer's best interest. They're, They're not looking, looking out, out for the, for the seller's best interest. They're looking yeah. out for the bank's best interest. That's it. So uh, they send out their event. And what he's going to look at, it's not just the quality of your home, right? You can have uh, gold toilets, <laughs> right? Literal gold toilets. It's not going to add value to your house. What they're going to look at is the comparable sales within half a mile. If there isn't any within half a mile, they're, they're going to go a mile out, mm-hmm. right? Within the last six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we're entering what's called a declining market, hmm. right? Where property values are going down. So you could get hit with another 5% or even 10% in deduction. declining market. Yeah. yeah, deduction. So be prepared. Be prepared for the appraisal and how that comes back. Let's say we sold your house for a million dollars. And the appraisal came back at nine hundred thousand. Does that mean that I have to lower the price to nine hundred thousand? No, not necessarily. No. no, we can make an agreement. We can make a deal, right? But it has to be a mutual agreement. It can't be one sided. Well, I'm only gonna do ten thousand off. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they can leave it. They yeah. can say forget it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it has to be a mutual agreement. Again, right. I'll give you another example where. Uh, appraisal came in 50000 less. We met them halfway. They really wanted the property. I advised them to walk away, but they really wanted the property and they went up twenty five grand. Mm-hmm. right? Put that out of pocket because the bank's not, mm-hmm. not you know, mm-hmm. so that, that's going at more of a down payment now, right? Yeah. Uh, so an extra twenty five grand, but guess what? At the end of the day, it was the right decision because that house... That was bought in Porter Ranch two years ago, a little over two years ago, <clears throat> and now has about three hundred thousand in equity since. Wow! Yeah, That's... I mean, my guys put a lot of money into it. Yeah, uh, but not three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it it paid off. Absolutely, it did. paid off. Uh, okay, so now appraisal's been done. We came to an agreement. Hopefully, appraisal came in. <laughs> Add value, which 90% of the time it does. There was one more out. Yes. Loan. Loan Loan contingency. So your loan contingency is usually the last contingency. That's usually pushed out 21 days if it's a 30-day escrow. Sometimes you can shorten that to sweeten up the pot. I like to do 17 days. That seems to be uh, something that's very reasonable for our lenders to Mm. be able to push out, right? Especially if they already have a desk underwritten approval, Mm -hmm. right? Um. DU, yes, also known as DU. So, what what we like to do is maybe shorten up that contingency, <coughs> and when it comes time to it, it's not just the loan approval, guys. Loan approval can be can be gotten in in seventy two hours mm-hmm. or less. It's not just that. For me, in order for me to advise my buyer to sign off on that loan contingency, we have to have loan docs. Mm. Okay. If yeah. we don't have loan docs, we're not signing off on it. Okay, So make sure that you choose the right partner, the right lender that is going to be able to deliver on the timelines that we have 
in this contract. There's a reason for those, right? Some people don't respect timelines. Right. We do. Yeah. Okay. So loan contingency, we sign off on it. We sign the loan documents at the convenience of your home or at escrow. I always recommend to do it at escrow. Uh, that you do have to have a, a licensed notary. Right. To not only get your 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 thumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. They don't get your thumb. They <laughs> Thumbprint. Thumbprint. <laughs> Man, that's, the, that's what a house is costing your, me now, my thumb. Your thumb is not the mafia. We're not uh, going to take your thumb. <laughs> all right, so your thumbprint. Yeah. Right? And they get a copy of your ID and they get your autograph on there and, and make sure that it's you that's going on this deed. Um, okay. House closes. It's over. Congratulations. What else do we do? Oh, man. Besides celebrate and pop some bottles. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we like to s- send thank you cards. Mm. Right. Gifts. I, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, I think it's important that um, the relationship continues to grow it's Mm. not a transactional one time wham bam thank you ma'am right see you never again yeah right no your realtor if they're a professional right they should have constant communication with you because guess what questions are gonna come up well what are these uh supplemental property taxes that i got Mm. um you know, uh, what does uh, my neighbor just sold for 150000 more? What does that mean for me? Mm. Right. Hey, we're having a baby. Yeah. We, need a, we need another bedroom. Yeah. You know. Uh, right. Right. I'm getting a divorce. And no. <laughs> we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. I got a, I, I got a new gig. Uh, yeah. We're going to Texas. Right. Right. So most, most real estate transactions. They don't do business again with that same realtor. I think the percentage is in the low teens, or mm. I want to say less mm. than. Mm. Um, we'll get we'll do some fact checking, maybe put it in the comments. Uh, but it's uh, and and I don't get it. But that that small amount of people who do those realtors who do those are the ones who are like the cream of the crop. Yes, because they keep connected with their people right yeah and we do events like our client appreciation days mm. thanksgiving yeah. meals yeah yeah we're gonna have a next one coming up uh in early march we're gonna have a magician nice we're run gonna, out the theater yeah we're gonna have a fun time we'll see the same thing see you. a new marvel movie i think uh there's a few of them coming out around that time my kids know all the timelines nice <laughs> and that's a wrap <clears throat> That's how we uh, market your house. First time seller, first time buyer. And we have a bomb ha- housewarming party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got uh, DJ True on the ones and twos <laughs> ready to spin. Harut <laughs> said never, because uh, I did that in my presentation and uh, what I had to do in front of him. And I was like, 
and I'm going to come and DJ your housewarming. He's like, nope, you're never going to do that. You're a realtor, not a DJ. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because yeah. you don't want to be stuck behind the, behind the mic, right. behind the ones and two, when yeah. you could be out, can be out shaking hands, kid, people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hugging absolutely. babies. Kissing babies. Kissing yeah. babies. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much for doing this with me. Oh, I, of course, I, man. I really needed to. Uh, just Just talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's important too. It's just good information. It's education. We want our people to know. Promise. If it don't make dollars, it, it don't, don't make sense. sense. <laughs> We're going to do this every week. So, right. loyal listeners out there, be on the lookout next week. God bless.